Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Because it was an HR problem. <laughs> he, he needed someone to witness the firing. I'm very serious. Am I blue? Am I blue? Ain't these tears in my eyes telling you? Give me the suit. Am I blue? If each plan that you made done fell through. I also failed. I'm like, then fire yourself, bitch. Was a time I was her only one. But now I'm the sad and lonely one. Superboy Impulse, you guys are idiots. Hey, welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back into a special episode. Um, Jake, I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that came up the crazy list of comics that we read through each week here on a normal episode, which this happens to not be. And I am Ben, the baby brother, and your sunshine into Gotham. This is the Brotherhood of Batman, a podcast where the three of us brothers get together to talk about all things Batman. We read through continuity books. We talk about TV shows, and all sorts of fun things. Today, we thought we would bring you an episode where we get together and talk a little bit about Kevin Conroy, who recently passed. He is, of course, the voice of Batman for multiple generations. Before we get into all that, how are you boys doing? All right. All right. How about you? Thanks for the champagne. I'm better now. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, I brought some champagne. If we're going to toast somebody and kind of reflect on them, I figured that was an appropriate beverage. Well, so. Let's toast now so I can drink it. All right. To All right. Kevin. To Kevin. Cheers. To Mr. Conroy. Clink, 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 clink. This is the squeakiest stool. It is pretty squeaky. I'm sorry. That's delicious. Yeah. Mm. Not the $50 bottle Jacob was brought, but whatever. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to wait for that one. <laughs> so, uh, Weekend Geek. Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, you? nerd? Stop spending Get the words! I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. So I have gone a little bonkers with buying comic books lately. <laughs> um, I know you two are also always going bonkers, but... Welcome to the dark side. I know. <laughs> I like... It's so frustrating. I feel like I go on these waves and like normally I just buy crap and don't even read it, but I've actually started reading things lately. I think I messaged you both that I um, picked up some of the current Nightwing run. Oh, nice. It's really good. Um, Tom Taylor, and I love the artist, but I don't, I don't know who it is off the top of my head, but it's just, it's very, it's like kind of funny, kind of actiony. It's just like a well-rounded book. So I'm really into that right now. And I don't like Dick Grayson himself. Well-rounded. It's true. That booty well-rounded, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I picked it up because, um, we talked about Batmite a few episodes ago. Yeah, the coincidence sometimes is so funny on those things. We like, make it happen. What it, yeah, what it, there's like a there's a scientific principle about something where you start talking about it and then you see it in more locations. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but there is a Oh yeah. It, there is a principle about like once you start noticing like cars especially, you'll yes. like see like them all the time or 
in this case, it was like, you know, some of Bat these. Might. Jesse mentioned <laughs> Jesse mentioned that too the other day. He mentioned Nightmite. Yeah, yeah, that he saw that one too. So that was I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. So maybe it was, it's just that Batmite's actually real and he's just popping into our reality. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, it could be. That, that'd be but, pretty awesome. So I got it for the Nightmite issue, and I was like, you know what? Nightmite. I, I, it's it's Nightmite. <laughs> Um, is it the same mite? No, it's a new, it's a new character. He's okay. very charming and adorable and I love him, but, <laughs> but does he take his shirt off as much as he, Dick Grayson he does, does not, but he does stick out his tiny little cartoon booty. <laughs> but, um, I love Tom Taylor who's been writing the son of Superman stuff. And so I was like, you know what? Like I already have half of these nightwing issues because of all the thirst trap covers, <laughs> thirst trap covers. So let me just go get them. So I read that. And then I also picked up by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Um, Batman, Superman, World's Finest. There's like eight or nine issues out right now. It's really good. It's like a couple years back kind of story. And so Dick is still Robin, but he's Robin with long pants. So it's like right before he becomes Nightwing. And it's just like, <laughs> you see like all I love the... that's, that's your benchmark. That's, well, that's like, because it says the not too distant past is kind of okay. the, the setting for it. But there's tons of cameos. Like the first issue is like Poison Ivy and Metallo. And it's just like, it's just fun. It's fun. It's got all these um, cool characters. And Dan Mora, I don't know if either of you have seen him, but I'm a little obsessed with his art now. Oh, really? It's very just what I would consider comic book, classic, clean. Um, yeah. Yeah, like nice. So, About to check that out. Yeah. Uh, many months ago, I said that I was going to do a thorough read-through of Spawn. Uh, that I was going to start with issue one and read everything that was tied to the character, all of his... Uh, canonical appearances in order and uh i have been doing that wow (laughs) but i uh i got over a hurdle i i had kind of stopped and like just been picking at like one issue at a time like one a week because in the um about the second year of his publication they were doing a lot of other image crossovers, especially with um, like Rob Rob Liefeld's Extreme Universe, and mm. those books are so bad. They're so <laughs> so bad. The art, and it's Rob Liefeld. I mean, if you like that '90s X Men kind of style of art, I mean it it looks pleasing to the eye for some panels <laughs> but the uh the writing is just atrocious it, it's, it's impossible to figure out what's going on and everything is just boobs and guns and pockets america <laughs> yeah it's, it's... i was gonna say 90s but i'm like yep no <laughs> still a thing <laughs> but i think i got over the biggest hurdle of that extreme universe's influence on spawn and I'm very excited for where I am at right now, which is only at like issue 28 of Spawn. Oh, Jesus. But it's like 60 something issues that I've read. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> included everything. So. so, in the volumes you're reading, are are all those things put in in the right order on no. like No Man's Land? Okay, so it's a mess too. Right. So, I'm Much reading. Like the um, <clears throat> he's. There was always a kind of a lack of good um, collected spawn volumes. Uh, they'd always get up to like issue 75 or 100 and then just stop publication on that. Well, he's been putting out compendiums now. Mm. And the fourth compendium is coming out, or maybe it came out. I mean, I think it comes out at the beginning of December. 
and that'll get you all the way up from one to two hundred. But it doesn't have all the but side it's, stuff. It's only spawn. Got it. And so my <laughs> in revitalizing my spawn collection, I've bought all of the extended universe stuff. So nice. if he shows up or one of his major characters is in another book, I have it. <laughs> so, or brutal. I have most of them. So how close to your Batman collection is your spawn collection? Close to like size wise? Not anywhere near. Uh spawn if if you include all of the side stuff that I've bought for the spawn universe, spawn uh exceeds anything else. Oh, okay. All right. By well, a considerable nice. amount. <laughs> nice. Well, especially I mean, I don't now know, that Batman's you're buying all these close. like nine point six covers of things you already have. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> and then alt covers. I you know, there's a couple issues I have, you know, five different co- covers for the same book. So nice. Uh, it's yeah. It's it used to be turtles. Turtles was always bigger than Batman. Batman's fairly large though, if you include like Nightwing. And because I have Ben, you were talking about Nightwing for the ongoing Nightwing that is where we're reading our continuity. Like I have a hundred and thirty-five of the hundred and fifty issues of that run. So. Yeah, are you okay. planning on holding on to that? <laughs> <laughs> nice. We can talk. We can talk. But yep, so that's been fun. I'm I'm glad to be over that, and I'm excited. Uh, he's dealing with the uh, the angels now up in heaven, and, and um, Angela. Yeah, Angela is a big part of it Definitely right not now. Azrael, that bitch. Not Azrael. <laughs> <laughs> His hair nice. is about as glamorous as Angela's hair is. <laughs> uh, close, close, but yeah. a few less ribbons. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Well, uh, I've also been buying a few comics. Uh, <laughs> I Hate Fairyland Volume 2. Oh, yeah. You just, guys are so addicted. <laughs> just came out. And it's. I read. I bought a few variants of the uh, first issue, along with the signed Scotty Young exclusive variant, which is pretty sweet. I need to find a case for that. But oh, I, I didn't know get somebody it graded. Help you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't get it graded, but I need to find some kind of display case. How many it. covers did you get? Uh, like seven. <laughs> like there's one book in my entire life that I bought more than two covers for. I go, I go to All American, and I didn't realize like I, it came out. I, I went on a Tuesday because I had time, and I was just like picking up. I, I think I picked up like um, Penguin One Bad Day. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was just walking around, and it was like I dropped the kids at karate, and I was like, I need it like twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah. This is last week, and. Uh, I go up and Dave's there and he pulls out our hold thing and he's got like all the variants of it. And I was like, he's like, which ones are yours? And I go, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of fun. That's awesome. But it's, it, it's really funny. The first issue is really funny. She's, she's an, I'm not going to spoil anything if you read the first right, issue, right, right. but she's an adult and she cannot hold down a job. This is Gertrude. And she keeps talking about fairyland at bars and things, and people think she's crazy, <laughs> except for one person who wants to hire her to go back to fairyland to um, save someone that is there. Oh, okay. So that's where the first issue kind of picks off. That so sounds I'm ex- fun. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's, the art is incredible. I don't think Scott, Scotty didn't draw it. I can't remember. I, didn't, I don't have the cover with copy with me, but... The, he wrote it. It's hilarious. It's definitely worth picking up if you. Is it sort of his style? Like, is it? It's similar? very much his style. Yeah, very much. Like, I think he went through some artists and some things to like make sure the style was pretty close. He did some of the covers. Though, he did, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think it's definitely in that uh, same same cool. realm. So I want to read it, but I'll probably wait until there's a few more out just so I can read it together. 
Yeah, this is going to be one like uh, Batman Catwoman where I'm going to read uh, as they come out just for fun. So oh, sure, oh, nice. Sure. And then I'll nice. reread. But yeah. yeah, I have the the original series in trade, and I think I would need to reread before getting back into it. I mean, I'm sure it, it would fill you in enough, but I I would I haven't I read. Feel like you probably don't need to know very much. The inside cover kind of has like if you don't you know Probably most of the time you don't read it, but it has a recap that's really funny that's like definitely worth reading. So Wait, did you say most of the time you don't read the inside cover? Yeah, like the inside cover that. Do you guys read every inside cover? You've been reading them for this podcast for no means. Oh, no, like I mean, like where it just has like all the artists and things. Oh no, I don't like read the that. inside inside. I don't read cover. that garbage. No, but it, it has like a, a synopsis of the uh, the story there. So. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So are there going to be that many covers for every issue? I uh, God, I hope not. <laughs> right? No, right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the the next ones coming. I wanted for the first one just to get yeah, as yeah, many yeah. as I could. The, the second one, I'm probably just gonna get a couple. You say that now, but so then how about three that months spawn later, Spawn Batman crossover and the Spawn. <laughs> I, I, I know my problems. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Jake, and I'm an addict. <laughs> Fair. Fair. God. I, I thought I was done. Uh, my favorite artist uh, last week had like four covers come out for different books. And I was like, okay, spending a lot of money here. And then I was like, oh, while I'm here, let me pick up all this Nightwing and World's <laughs> Finest. And then he just posted on Instagram that this week another cover comes out. I'm like, mother Tucker. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But, no. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's, fun. It, uh, it's a slippery slope, guys. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I've gotten, I pretty much like, I'll just get my favorite cover unless it is a big deal. Like something that's 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 kind of what I'm thinking is I I wanted to, I'll see what they come out Mm -hmm. with. Probably get like one or two, but definitely get one. My issue is when I like find a cover, I'm like, okay, getting the book I need. And then at the next store, oh, a cover I didn't realize existed (laughs) that I like more. I guess I have two now. (laughs) Yeah, that might be the way to go too. Yeah. I think I always uh, I always gravitate towards making sure I have cover A, the, the cover that's you know solicited with the book at mm-hmm. first, and then if there's a cover I like outside of that, I might add that to it. Unless you're Spawn, and then I just buy all the covers. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. All right, should we talk about why we're here? Yeah. Sure. All right, so we are going to talk a little bit about Kevin Conroy, voice of Batman. Um, for this episode, we watched Batman the Animated Series, Perchance to Dream. Which um, we'll get into it in a bit, but is was stated as it was uh, his favorite episode, and an episode that Jake and I both, um, without discussing previously, decided that we should do. So it seemed like the right mm-hmm. choice, and I didn't know it was his favorite, so that was fun. Yeah. So we watched that, and that is about um, Bruce Wayne's ideal world. What happened if his parents are still alive, and he gets to marry Selena Kyle, and he's not Batman? Just kind of a little fantasy dream world. And then we also read from five months ago, DC Pride 2022, um, a story written by Kevin Conroy called Finding Batman, which is basically him dealing with um, being a gay man in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, trying to um, deal with Hollywood. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's his, uh, it, it's a, autobiography of his journey towards getting the role as Batman. So, yeah. Do we, there's an advisory to readers before his issue. Did we want to read that or do we not want to read that? 
Um, I want to talk about the fact that there's an advisory in it. Okay. Would you read it, Aaron? Yeah, I maybe won't read be it. able to read yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> DC Pride 2022 is a celebration, but for the LGBTQIA plus community, few celebrations happen without acknowledging the struggles that preceded them. The following story, Finding Batman, is a personal history by the actor Kevin Conroy. In it, he narrates the career challenges that led up to the moment he took the pivotal role of Batman, a part he's continued to play to widespread acclaim for three decades and counting. Because of those challenges, the story contains themes, events, and long and language, including slurs that some might find out of place in a celebratory special issue. But LGBTQIA plus people know that Pride is a beautiful event, not despite the dark times in our personal histories, but because of them. Because of the strength we found on the other side of those moments, with that spirit in mind, we present this story with all of Mr. Conroy's experiences and languages intact. For younger audiences or those with firsthand experience of hate, reader discretion is advised. And I think we should, while we're, and this is just me, but while we're celebrating Kevin Conroy, we should kind of also mourn those that were killed in the recent attack. Uh, so we At Colorado Springs. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. No, thank you, yes, no, yes, yes. Um, I'm glad, yes, so I, I was going to be somber going into this episode, and then that happened um, days ago from when we were recording, and I was like, man, I don't, I don't really want to do this episode anymore, but I think it's important that we do. Um, I am excited to do it. So the advisory, so I picked up this issue. Um, it's got DC Pride, there's Tim Drake, there's John Kent, there's... Um, gay Aquaman, all these things I love on the cover. I was very excited. I'm flipping through. I'm reading the stories I like um, five months ago. And then I get to the advisory. I'm yeah. like, what is this? So I read it. I'm like, wait, Kevin, what? What? So I flip yeah. the page. I see Kevin Conroy. I'm like, hold on. Kevin's family? I didn't realize until five months ago really? that Kevin was in my community and that's wild to me. And then he passes so soon after. Yeah. I'm very glad that this story was published before he passed because I would have never known. Yeah. Yeah. He um, he came out in 2016 in a public interview with the New York Times. Um, however, I think this was his chance to say something to the comic book community that really knew him and really loved him and to let them look behind the mask that he talks about in this story that he um, wore for so long of his life that he wasn't comfortable enough to share his personal and his professional life together and he had to separate those two much like mm-hmm. the character that he is so well connected to as, as having played for so long. Yeah, it it I hadn't I didn't I don't think I knew that either. Maybe I did, but I don't think I did uh, until recently. Um, Probably when I told y'all about this story. Yeah, I think maybe when you mentioned it was in Pride, and then you you know, you shared that, so it yeah. probably was around then. It is it is great that he had this chance. Um, whether or not it was something that he knew was, he also didn't share that his, his um, challenges with his health. To the public either so mm-hmm. it, it came as a shock when he passed away on the 10th um but it, it is really amazing that he was able to do this and until I, I i did not have enough chance to do the thorough research but i think this is the only thing he's written uh for batman before 
So really, I can't confirm nor deny, no. but I, I can. If see anybody's that. listening and knows, send us a message on something to let us know whether you if he's written anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so so about the advisory itself, I I like that it was there because they could have not included it like the story or they could have edited his wording, which I'm glad they didn't do that. But the rest of the book is very, I love it, but it's fluff. A lot of it mm-hmm. is okay. Superboy is at pride or Superman's at pride with his boyfriend and Tim drinks at pride with his boyfriend and it's all cute and it's all happy. And there's like little adventures, but there's not, or you know, there's poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Like there's not like superhero. It's like all day in the life stuff. Right, mm-hmm. and so to get this day a true story day in the life, um, of something that like is not new to me and older readers, but a lot of like Gen Z who picks this up probably has not the most, you know, who I, I'm not speaking for each person, but there's probably some people who pick this up who don't know about all of the AIDS crisis and don't know mm-hmm. all this stuff, and I really so I'm glad the that it was there as a way to get around being able to publish um, the word faggot in this book so many times with next to happy-go-lucky, more child-friendly stories. How do you feel about the... So you mentioned that I I only read... I bought the, a copy the other day, mm-hmm. um, and I only read the Kevin Conroy story since I got scolded for reading multiple things in the Harley Quinn book a few weeks ago. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I followed the rules. Uh, so nice cover up, Aaron. Nice yeah, cover up. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, so how do you feel, Ben? About like you said, it's all fluff at the beginning. Do you think the intention? I think I there's mean, intentionality in placing it near the end. Do you think it's to draw the reader back in? Like, hey, there's all this good comicy things, but here's real life. Here's what actual people are going through. And being Kevin Conroy as Batman, who's done. You know, looking at it, he said he's done it for 30 years, mm-hmm. never have been a voice actor before. Um, at, before this role was his first voice acting gig, which, come on, that's a pretty fucking big yeah. <laughs> gig to land as your voice, first voice acting oh, gig. Oh, absolutely. But I think it seems to me that there's intentionality in, let's, let's bring this back to a serious, like, there's struggles that mm-hmm. people are still going through that we need to, like, acknowledge that. And I think it being him... I think gives a lot more credence to what's said and the message and, but that's just me for sure. And where else would you put it? I'm, I, right. I, no, I, I want no to read Superman flying around pride with his boyfriend. And I want to read Tim delivering a cake through the city, swinging on a rope to his boyfriend. I want to read is that. that really in there. That's literally in there. <laughs> I want to read that. Like that is my aesthetic. I love that shit. But you can't read one of those stories and then read this story and then just turn the page. Oh, there's a pride cake flying through the air. You can't. You can't do that. Yeah, so I think it had to be at the end. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Especially with the advisory, just to put it right. There. But right. um. So about the story, real quick. I I loved the um the art was very. It was it was simple, but it was it was clean. Like it was very clear what was happening. It was more cartoony to me. But there is one part where he starts talking about this um, disease or this virus, mm-hmm. which right. ends up being AIDS. But you see the different people and the panels around him like start turning translucent and yeah. fading away. 
Yeah. I thought that oh, was yeah. really yeah. good. Yeah, very powerful. The it's it, done in um two almost identical panels of him talking about going to auditions and trying out for roles mm-hmm. and he's talking about his friends and his professional colleagues and stuff and so the same people or very similar people are drawn in each of the audition rooms, but some of them start to become translucent I and didn't fade notice away. That until you guys just mentioned that, yeah, I just went back and looked. Yeah, it's uh that that caught me as, as a very powerful visual um, tool to to say what they were saying. Yeah, it was a different way of doing it. Um, you could have just drawn an empty room, or you could have drawn people with lesions and things and i preferred this i thought it was much more it was mm-hmm. much more comic booky it was much more symbolic and um subtle because you know yeah not everybody caught it so in this he recounts uh, his like his dad and the struggles with like having to be by his his dad's bedside while he's dying from a car accident and alcoholism mm-hmm. and then he recounts his brother's uh schizophrenia and then having to commit him again to to the mental hospitals, which I can't imagine how, like, as a young young man trying to deal with your, like, probably teen, I can't remember, teenager dealing with his father or however old he was. However early. old, you're never prepared yeah. for that. Yeah, dealing with that and trying to help say goodbye there and then being the one responsible for having, I mean, I could commit either of you two at any time. That wouldn't bother <laughs> me. But having to do it for, you know, for real would be mm-hmm. would be something I think would be a major struggle. And they frame this whole thing around, could he be Batman? And he's like, I don't, I, I thought it was interesting that he says in here that he didn't know much about the character. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Um, and obviously now, like, he is the character and it, yeah. mm-hmm. to so many people. And the fact that he took it, and went with it because he was able to relate his story, which Batman to does not seem like, oh, this is a super queer story. But a lot of superhero things resonate with queer people because there is that mask and that hiding yourself and protecting yourself. And it, I mean, I'm very, very, for, like I do a podcast with my two straight brothers. I am very, very fortunate that I live in a time and a place and have a community that I didn't have to... I don't have to wear a mask. I am super obnoxious and flamboyant and myself, and we all love and hate that about me. Um, if you listen to more than this episode, <laughs> you probably know that. <laughs> but, but like, it, it breaks my heart that Kevin didn't. But it's also, like, I mean, though that generation has helped me be able to do that because of all these people that came before. So it's really cool for me getting to find out that I share something deep with a person who I never met, but um, portrayed this character that I was obsessed with when I was like six years old, mm-hmm. knowing that my Batman voice has something real in common with me is really special and shocking that I didn't know until five months ago. Well, you, you talk about the va- Batman voice and like near the end of this, his story in here, he goes into this deep, like, he's auditioning, and he starts reflecting on his relationship and his similarities between Bruce and Batman mm-hmm. and all the struggles he goes through. And it's like something, it seemed like he said that something overcame him in the sense that this guttural voice he didn't recognize came out, this throaty, husky voice. When you guys were reading this, did you read it in his voice? 
Yes. Um, I will forever read Batman in his voice. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't. Um, I didn't. Because I think that his Bruce and his Batman are so different that I don't know if I know what Kevin Conroy actually sounds like. The only thing I have heard him say that wasn't him putting on Bruce or Batman was the cameo that yeah. Sarah, Noah, and your baby got you, Jake, for your birthday. Was that last year? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. talk about timing. Right. Have you watched that since you heard the news? I haven't. No. Um, this stuff isn't easy for me. But you have it still. But I, 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 okay. I still have saved it. Uh, I have not gone back to watch it. Um, I think that more than watching, you know, reading his, his story from Pride and watching the episode that we did and thinking about the impact that he had on me. But, like, to go back and have that personal moment with him. Where he like I, says our names and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I haven't been ready to do yet, so... I'm not um, saying you should. I just I I would like to again at some point, but it'll probably be a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's I don't know I don't know how to frame this or or even say how I feel about it. But I just want to put it out there that like that he was able to write the story and that DC, especially DC, has uh, enough following and enough um, people who are of a better mind to accept this story at this point in time. I'm sure it's been, it had to have been hard for him to know uh, this character meant so much to so many different people for 30 years that he was doing this character, but couldn't even talk to his diehard fans about who he really was until this time. And I think that's really special. Um, I think that it says a lot about what comic books are able to do and the doorways Mm -hmm. that they're able to open. I think there's still a lot that are, closed off and that need to be opened but i haven't in this maybe because i haven't really sought out a lot of things on social media about dc but i haven't heard any negative things in relation to like the pride issues or or those has have you guys heard <sighs> so ben, as yeah. someone sorry but no no I, 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 as the guys. as the tim drake john kent fan there's a lot out there mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of positive and there's a lot that even I am like a little annoyed with how some of the Tim Drake stuff is being handled right now. But at the same time, you know, you've got to look at toxic fans of like, are they actually mad about the story or the artist or are they just homophobic or racist or sexist Mm -hmm. or whatever the current topic is? Um, All of the above for a lot of them. Yeah. So, so the Tom Taylor run on Superman, son of Kal-El, which is the, bisexual Superman um, that is ending but they're giving him another his own book also okay. by Tom Taylor so DC to me from obviously it's a business it, they care about money and it's a huge corporation but from my perspective of the comic books anyways I'm not going to get into Warner Brothers and all that shit but the comic books anyways they're kind of like well fuck you don't read it then mm-hmm. is how I interpret it there's a lot of gay shit and it could be rainbow capitalism I don't care they're, st- they're putting the people behind it okay yeah no, it, it, I think there's good intention behind what they're trying to what they're doing I think 
And Marvel, so Marvel has a similar, Marvel has right, Pride right. issues and all mm-hmm. that as well. I was just saying DC since we're Batman podcasts. Correct, correct. I, I just, yeah. I, I don't want it to be, not from either of you, but I don't want there to be, like, I'm not bashing Marvel. Like, I think oh, no, both no, no, no. Yeah. companies are doing similar as far as the comics go. Okay. Do you disagree, Jake? What's that face? No. No, I'm just trying to think of how to not sound like an idiot. <laughs> I hate Fairyland's got a lot of rainbows in it. <laughs> I want to read it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so let's talk about the, the cartoon. You guys, we were planning this episode and you guys like said, let's watch this. You said a couple episodes issue or episodes like Ben sent a couple and then Jake sent a couple or whatever. And we both this had one two in mind. Had, had this one in common. This was the first time I'd watched this one. Of course, Ben's other episode that he suggested was just a random Harley Quinn episode that okay. he wants to watch. First of all, <laughs> first of all, but but that was because we had been saying before we found out this news, we had been saying we were going to do a Harley Quinn um, animated episode after we met her at some point. Yes, this quote unquote season. We're not really doing seasons on the podcast anymore, but we would do one soon. So my gut reaction was like, "Great, we'll do a Harley episode now." And then I was like, "Well, we should do a more. We should do a more. Thank you." Kevin focused episode. And the first one that came to my brain was this. I remember the first time I ever watched this episode. So it's called, it's called perchance the dream. Um, Jake, you recommended this one or the gray ghost one. Yeah. Beware the gray ghost. Um, I did not rewatch that one. I wanted to, and I got distracted, uh, Watching like four episodes of poison. Ivy shit today. (laughs) (laughs) I started season three, by the way. Excellent. Oh, of, of, of the Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley. Nice. All right. Do you want to recap the episode, Ben? Okay. So Batman is on a mission. He's chasing some people and he ends up getting conked out by something coming down on his head. Well, he wakes up in bed and Alfred's like, bitch, you crazy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because he's like, Alfred, where's the Batcave? It's not behind this clock anymore. And Alfred's just... <laughs> Alfred's like, what the fuck did you do last night, Bruce? <laughs> and he's like, where's Robin? He's like, uh, I thought you were engaged to Selena, you <laughs> whore. But uh, that's between you. It was funny. It was artful. Anyway, so then he finds out his parents are alive. And whatever. He finds out it's all a dream because he tries to read some books and he can't read in a dream. And he chases down Batman who still exists and he goes to this clock tower and he's fighting Batman and he find out that Batman is actually the Mad Hatter, which is wild. And I watched this shit on HBO Max today and I don't know if the order of the episodes is correct, but if it is, Mad Hatter's first appearance was two episodes before this. So they really are laying it off thick with the Mad Hatter. Oh, really? It was two yes! episodes before this? But I, the order seemed bonkers bananas to me, so I don't, I don't know. Aaron, you've never watched it. I had watched the the Gray Ghost one, which had Adam West as the voice of the Gray Ghost, which who also has passed away as a former Batman. Uh, which that would have been a good episode to watch as well. Oh, I didn't this this one, um, there's a scene where Bruce Wayne has to confront this fake Batman in his dreams. And knowing that we're talking about Kevin Conroy and this is a tribute, I, I came in watching this episode from a different lens. I wanted to pay attention to, since he said this was his favorite episode, mm-hmm. and you both said this was one to watch, 
I was kind of trying to, I was listening more than watching mm-hmm. in yeah. a sense for this because I wanted to, I wanted to hear why he thought it was. And so there's a scene where he's Bruce Wayne and he's Batman and he's interacting with himself and I'm getting, trying to think, okay, as a, as a voice actor, how can you switch between the two voices and still keep that, that emotion, that, 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 um, that intensity going, which he did. Yeah. And I think back to like all the Looney Tunes, like with how, and it's, and I'm thinking like the voice acting in Looney Tunes, if you haven't watched like Mel Blanc, go back and watch some of like the, the audio of him recording some of like mm-hmm. Daffy and Bugs at the same time. And there's a scene where he's Bugs playing, pretending to be Daffy, but still as oh. Bugs. And then he has, he talks as Daffy pretending to be Bugs. And they interact in the same scene. That's amazing. And it's insane because of how difficult it is to 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 voice act anyway and to do voices and characters, mm-hmm. but then to be able to switch. So him trying to switch between Bruce and Batman, you could feel the intensity there. And I thought it was just really well done. That- Even if they didn't record them uh, together, like maybe he maybe, maybe there was pause yeah, and he right, would do right. one voice and the other. There, there's never, and, and one of the reasons I was thinking about this episode being the one to watch is there's never a more clear scene that I could come up with in my head to show the range of Kevin mm-hmm. with how different he portrayed Bruce versus Batman. And even in that clock tower or the church steeple, whatever it is, when they're facing off against each other, uh, Bruce is angry. He's mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. wants answers. He wants to, f- he's ready to battle but he sounds like Bruce. He doesn't mm-hmm. sound like Batman. And Batman is menacing and calm and he's not he's scaring Bruce, but he's not uh he's not angry at him. He's smiling and smirking. And so like the characters, their personalities are switched, but they still mm-hmm. sound like themselves. It it very cool scene. Throw all of that on top of the earlier scenes when he I love the moment and I wish it was a little longer. I understand it's like a twenty one minute episode. But where he buys into it, he's like, okay, this is just my life now and I'm just going to go with it. He sounded super happy. And he's so happy. And there's moments where Kevin Conroy gets to be Bruce Wayne being like, ha ha, this is a funny, cute moment or, oh, I'm flirting with someone or, oh, I'm doing whatever. But it's always this mask. And this was like a genuine happiness. So like you guys said, the range was insane. Well, and he does Thomas Wayne's voice too, so oh, he's playing the older oh, really? version too. So oh, yeah, and but like, you were talking about when he's happy, like you you can hear the gleeful, and he's joking with Alfred, and you know, knock knock knock, and and all that kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, very cool. Um, I I would I had to have to imagine, and I I wanted to spend some time reading some articles about why Kevin liked this episode so much i've got to imagine that it just he got to play that range he got to spend so much time in bruce's suit instead of Mm -hmm. the batman suit for an entire episode because batman doesn't say more than two or three lines really until the very end clock tower or whatever i I think as an actor as a physical actor you like in movies and tv shows you get to show the physicality and the emotions and the facial expressions i think as a what Kevin became as a voice actor, being able to express that range, I think maybe part of the reason why, like we had said, that he got to be both of them and at the full intensity mm-hmm. that he wanted to. Can I make a leap? 
from like the bursted off the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it's very sad. Um, from the story we read, his autobiography story, looking at it from that perspective, maybe he enjoyed doing this episode as a way of like, what if I only had to be one version of myself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And holy shit. <laughs> what if he got to be the Bruce, the happy himself? Yeah. But yeah. Bruce or is the is mask. Not, Bruce, not it. Yeah. Bruce yeah. is the mask. Bruce is the mask. It's like, what if, you know, yeah, that's, that's so deeper than I wanted to go. <laughs> but honestly, Super okay. Deep. So something I want to talk about this episode that has nothing to do with Kevin Conroy. Selena Kyle's outfit is stunned. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she was a blonde in this, wasn't she? She is a blonde in the cartoon. Okay. Yeah, because it was done after Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, or okay. around the same time. I didn't see right. Andrea Beaumont. In so, this. so you better believe I'm like, <laughs> if I could have this episode be any different way, had it been Andrea Beaumont, I would have shit a break. That would have been no, amazing. It wasn't filmed yet. It's so no. perfect that I know. his happiness that he chooses it's his own dream mad hatter doesn't create the world for him he just gives him the opportunity to live in his dream which is how they cover up like mad hatter not knowing who right he is. right yeah. it's his dream is to be with selena he wants to be with catwoman right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Have you, have but she's not catwoman here she's have not. you watched season three of harley yet? no oh oh my god get with it ben, it's I just, so good i just watched the scene where she is with him oh my god <laughs> I think that's the episode that I was like, y'all but bitches need to watch this show because this episode <laughs> is some. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Anyways, Jake, it you're was behind. hilarious. Anyway. I am behind. Let's yeah. make Jake feel bad. Oh. That's okay. <laughs> so he starts to realize in his dream that it's a something isn't quite right when he starts to look at print media. Yeah, I learned that from this episode. Is that, is that a real it, thing I, that you cannot read in your dream? Okay, so this is Well, how, I've always assumed it was because of this episode. This is how I, <laughs> no, I told our father that you can't read in a dream because of this episode. <laughs> I'm Googling it now. Like, I read in dreams all the time. I'm like, you're reading in the dream, but like, are you actually like processing Are you actually it? seeing words? Or I is don't your... think so. Your brain is autocorrecting. I don't know. Even though you may see a text in dream, it's unlikely for it actually to be written in a language you know or even exist at all. See, now I'm going to have to like analyze my dreams. For well, we're sakes. all going to be trying to read in our dreams tonight, for the sure. The things we think we read in our dreams are actually just our own thoughts projected into our subconsciousness. So sadly, you cannot read in dreams. Take that, Dad. Batman was right. According to the, the top of Google search. Oh, that's so. fair. fair. I'm sure the top Google When search. has the internet ever lied to us right. guys? Right. When? No, I will take I'll this. be more upset if this cartoon this. lied to me right. than if Google lied to me. So, something, so, so you talk about how his ideal dream world is Selena Kyle, right? But I have a lot of things about this because it's like, okay, so your ideal dream world still needs a Batman. Yep. You're not Batman, but shouldn't your ideal dream world does not need one and you're just in a Gotham that doesn't need a Batman? His dream world, he still needs a Batman because he's sick. He's sick. Well, he, he, <laughs> he sees Batman and he's like, who is that? And so I think it's his, it's his subconscious being like, yeah, I'm bad. I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then he unmasked it. It's a wimpy little Mad Hatter, chinless Mad Hatter. <laughs> it's me, I... Jervis. So, Aaron, this was probably your first Mad Hatter cartoon then um, from this series. It, so you said he appeared a couple before this? He's in like two episodes before that. Like, I don't know. Like, like 
placement. To I had not gotten to. I think I was. I'm like seven episodes before. Okay, this then you one. haven't met him yet. No. I just don't watch as much. No, fair. I want to watch more. So after, so I watched this for the homework assignment, and then I then I watched a couple more. <laughs> and it's weird, like. Did you rewatch Baby Doll then? They're so I, short I, I now. Won't, I won't because I, I I have that one ingrained in my brain. I didn't watch that and I didn't watch my favorite because I'm going to make y'all watch it for this pod in the next couple months. Okay. So, well, one of my couple favorites. But um, I, obvious, if you've listened to any episode of this podcast, you know that I'm a hot mess and you know that I cried when I read this Pride issue. But, so I cried at the at Pride issue. I did not get emotional during the cartoon at all. At okay. all. I do think okay. the only thing I could have watched that Kevin Conroy voice that I would have lost my shit at would have been Mask of the Phantasm. What's the scene where he's at the cemetery <laughs> talking to his parents? Just, to be happy. The whole thing. Just that that movie to me is like that's my peak, Kevin Conroy. That like I love this cartoon show, but I don't watch it for this sounds disrespectful for what the episode is we're doing, but I don't watch it for him. I watch it for Harley and Ivy and that's fair. All of the things he works it like he makes it what it is in every, he's the only person in every single episode. But if I wanted to watch something to be like, I'm sad about Kevin Conroy, I would watch Mask of the Phantasm. Right. And I didn't want to do something to be sad about him because I don't think, that that's how you. I don't think that's how you show respect to somebody who's passed. I think you celebrate the best of the things that they've done, mm-hmm. and I think this is one of the best episodes of the that show. Still would be Mask of the Phantasm. Uh, I agree, <laughs> but I don't. I, well, I don't have time reviewed. to watch another movie. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and it, it's amazing how quickly these episodes go by now as an adult. Like I remember, and one of the reasons that this show is held on such a high standard, like they feel like little mini movies. They have such big arcs in such a small space of time but like watching it as an adult i'm like okay well shit it's already over like well because you watch three fucking hour long movies where i'm like give me 42 minutes or give me nothing (laughs) but um i so after this i watched the first appearance of the riddler which if the episode order is correct is like 40 episodes into the series which is insane I, I need to look at it. I need you to look at it. How does that it. Riddler compare to Buff Riddler in Harley? I like Buff Riddler. He he got super buff in season two <laughs> in when he ran wheel. on the hamster wheel. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm always a fan of the Riddler. So it was good. It was a good It was a good one. Chad. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Um, so, so I set up... Um, this is, of course, being recorded on a weekend because I was just watching cartoons all day, clearly. But I set up my uh, my Tuesday, people. <laughs> I have coworkers that listen to this. So we recorded this on a weekend when I set and up my Christmas. Season. The holiday season. So I watched the Christmas episode of um, the, the very Batman first show. episode. The very first episode of the new series, of oh, the new the, art. The second, man. Okay. Um, okay. Aaron, you'll have to watch it. I won't say everything, but it's um, all three acts, meaning all three non-commercial breaks, is its own separate story. Okay. A different day during the holiday season and follows different characters. So That's I watched, right, guys. We are officially in the, the holiday, holiday season. season. Holiday season. Holiday season. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I watched that uh-huh. while putting up my Christmas tree, which oh, was kind of excellent. a cute thing. So, yeah. Why is your tree up? It's not Thanksgiving yet, then. Um, this is actually late for me. I had been doing it. So, 
back the fuck off. I worked retail for 15 fucking years and I, I had to put it up early during retail times because the time that is appropriate to put it up, I it was like my busiest time of year. So I put it up at the beginning of November. No, but, that's fair. Yeah. I, there, that seems to be people are doing it earlier and earlier now. We have one Christmas decoration up, and it's one of our Halloween decorations that we have turned into a Christmas decoration. What is it? We have uh, Jason on our porch still with a schema. You know, Jason from uh-huh. Friday the 13th. Uh, he, <laughs> we kind of like made a mannequin kind of stuffed, but we bought him a uh, Christmas t-shirt and a Santa hat. So now he is decorated for the holidays. Okay, So we're just going that. to, I'm going to build an armature, and we're just going to have Jason permanently just change him for the holidays. And then you're going to pop out as Jason one time, right? Goddamn right. Okay. Can good. you give him some, like, um, for Valentine's Day, can he, like, hold some, like, helium heart balloons? <laughs> oh, it's going to be, it's, this. I think this is going to be a new thing. I got to build an armature because he's just, like, I'll help he's you. just a shirt and I'll pants. I, I found, like, a PVC, like, diagram online. Uh-huh. just cheap and easy. I got a PVC cutter. You know? Okay. So we're going to build an armature, like, <laughs> seated and then one standing. And then when Halloween rolls Sometime around, during summer he can wear lays. Oh, and it's a gonna Hawaiian be hilarious! I am ready. It's gonna be like the permanent, like just horror, non-horror fixture Smear on his our mask porch. with sunscreen. <laughs> I love it. So. Next year you'll need to do something for Thanksgiving, but he's ready for Christmas. Spring oh, yeah. cleaning, you can wash his mask and put a white one on. <laughs> um. So one of the best that. scenes out of this episode. It. And I, I will not try to do a Kevin Conroy impression, but I would like to read this line and try to get the inflection, at least, from Bruce. So this is when Bruce wakes up from his dream, and he's he's like, I don't know what happened. I don't know how I fell in that trap. Or no, he, he wakes up dream. He in wakes the dream. In, yeah. And he's talking to Alfred, and Alfred's like, oh, well, are you talking about Robin? What are you talking about? And anyways, he's like, no, I'm going to go down to the cave. And so he goes down and tries to like flick the switch in the, the clock, and it's not working. And he's like... Where's the Batcave? And Alfred's like, Batcave, Master Wayne? And he's like, that's right, Alfred, the Batcave. It's a big hole in the ground with a big car, and it's all in black, the Batcave. <laughs> and like, this is when he still thinks he's Batman, and so he's just... He's like, a- you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid it butler. Did you have a stroke, funny. Alfred? What's going on? <laughs> and I, I laughed out loud. It's like, that. it's hilarious, because he is not yet... Happy? He's just giving Alfred a hard fucking time. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty great. Yeah. It also it's like it's like episode twenty something. Like there's been maybe three Catwoman episodes before this. Like it's just wild how much they get in and how the mythos all wrap mm-hmm. up. And the fact that I never really knew the order of the episodes, it's just kind of like a world that you just like go into it and you're like, this is what it is. Yeah. And I like that about it. But. All right. Anything else about the episode? Uh, I th- no. I think we're ready for reviews. I don't. I mean, they were pretty quick. Uh, only that, like, he goes to the sporting goods store and they have ropes and grappling hooks on the wall at the sporting goods store. Well, it's his dream. Of course they yeah. are. That's what he needs. No, in his when he, sweater. In yeah. His sweater. Oh my God! No, no. Thank <laughs> you. He for climbs that the up. wall on the loafers. <laughs> he jumps. He jumps the wall. And this was my favorite. Like comical part of the episode he jumps the wall and then the police officers literally jump and just smack into it <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty funny yeah they cannot catch him the same way they didn't so. even like fall they just like smacked into the wall but let me ask you something what do you think of this say it's alright that was it's terrible right. horrendous I'm offended I'm it's appalled 
That was awesome. Yes. Yes. As far as reviews go, uh, I think if you are a fan of Kevin Conroy, if you're a fan of the animated show and you grew up watching it like you guys did and uh, I knew and I'd seen episodes here and there as, as I grew up and you guys have talked about it, but he, I think he is the definitive voice over 30 years of being Batman. I think you need to go back rewatch this episode if you haven't in a long time. If you want to know more about him as a person and the struggles and the difficulty he went through to be who he is, um, I think the Pride issue, his story is definitely worth a read. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo that uh, exactly. I think a, a career as long and as amazing as his, as, as the same character, uh, I mean, there's there are no negatives or dips in it. it it's all good all the episodes are great hit the movies he's played the the times that he's done it for video games uh his chance to play bruce wayne live action once i mean it's, it's was that in the flash yeah it's in the watch. big multiverse one yeah. um he's one of the bruce waynes in the multiverse um you know i i just thank you uh, because you definitely shaped my childhood, and you will always be my Batman. Wow. Oh, and if you want to read the Pride issue and you aren't near a local comic store, you uh, DC did, um, it is free on the DC Universe Infinite um, website. Just his story, or is the cake flying around as well? The whole, the, <laughs> the whole pride issue they made free. Oh, cool. um, so nice. you can read the whole thing and flip through it. Um, I thought so. When you you, you got to create an account to read it, and it does a pay subscription pop up. But just get out of that, and it, it's not behind the paywall. So oh, nice. nice. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed this episode. It lived up to my memory of it. It'd been a while. But um, again, when we decided to do an episode, it was one of the first ones that came to mind. So I'm glad it lived up to that. Um, I think, honestly, I think I'm going to go back and watch the whole series. And I think I'm going to watch it in an order. But I want to make sure that this order on HBO is actually the correct order. because That's the order I'm watching it, but I don't know. So that's what I have. I can't. I don't have time to go back and watch oh. and, and research. No, absolutely. If I'm going to watch, I'm just going to watch. It. Watch the way it's on there. Yeah. Yes. But I, I want to check if it's correct. I'll probably watch it anyways. But what's the first episode on? It's like a Catwoman thing. Oh, I always thought it right. was Man Butt. Bat. Man, Man Bat's the first episode. Yeah, Man Bat's third on here. But whatever, it's fine. Hmm. It doesn't matter. Maybe it was the order it was written, and then they p- published them later. Not published. Release them. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Aaron, what did we learn? What's next, Jake? Oh, that's first. Oh, uh, well, we... Is that what we learned? <laughs> that I fucked it up again? <laughs> we are still doing continuity here on the podcast, I All promise. Right. Uh, the next book that we are reading, uh, we still need to cover Catwoman 72 through 74, Shadow of the Bat 89, and Batman 569. This is still part of No Man's Land. In No Man's Land. What do we learn, Aaron? <laughs> It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Well, Batmite and Nightmite? Nah. Good night.
Dark Knight. That was cute. There we go. For the uh, Brotherhood of Batman, <laughs> I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I'll clean this up. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks, Kevin. I'm Jake. I'm the little brother. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Ben, and I made it the whole way through this episode without crying till Aaron said, thanks, Kevin. For some reason, that got me. I'm your sunshine into whatever. Uh, bye. Oats of bitters plants this <laughs> seed.